0: All right. Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Kent C. Dodds, and you are watching Angular Air. And we are joined by uh, the guys at, at Drifty, who make the Ionic framework. Say hello, everybody.
1: Hello. hello. Hey, how's it going?
0: So uh, we're joined by um, Adam Bradley. You guys can go ahead and say hello, so people know.
2: Hello. This is Adam. I'm done.
0: And we got Max.
3: Nice. Andrew. and
0: Andrew, Jocelyn, and Perry uh, Govier. Yep. And Mike. And Mike. And Mike. And Mike. There we are. <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, I just before we get started, I have a couple of uh, quick announcements. So we are going to um, be taking ng um, ng air a little bit more seriously, and um, the last episode we had was like a month ago. Um, we are going to change this and uh, go for weekly shows. So everybody cheer, woo,
3: weekly shows. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: so um, our, our next show uh, for next week is with uh, Jason Debris, um, and he's made a bunch of open source Angular libraries, and so uh, we're gonna chat about developing open source libraries uh, for Angular, and that will be March 24th. So a week from today, same time, um, every single week uh, you can expect an episode. And then, um, as always, we ha- are open to questions. That's the thing that we do at the end of our show is we answer your questions. So go to ng-air.github.io and you can uh, ask your questions for our guests there. Uh, and then, as always, follow us on Twitter and Google Plus to stay up to date with the latest of our shows. So before, uh, without any further ado, let's just go ahead and get started. Um, I, Any of you guys can answer any of these questions that that I'll ask, but uh, the first question I think that's pertinent uh, to um, people watching this is, uh, what is the Ionic framework? Some people may not know.
1: Uh, I guess I'll start. Yeah, so the Ionic framework is basically a web-based mobile development framework, and the whole idea is that uh, we're just trying to give web developers, like, a... Kind of feature parity, like equal footing to the native SDKs, to build high quality like mobile apps that run in the app store. So um, basically, that's the goal of it, and we use Angular JS uh, to create like simple components that just have all this like really powerful functionality under underneath that you don't really have to think too much about. So that's kind of the goal of it, and and, and how we built it.
0: Cool. So what, uh, um, what made you, you yeah. guys, or where, where did Ionic framework come from? Like, are you guys just a, a bunch of really nice open source, all day long uh, guys? Or, or where, where did I, Ionic come from?
2: Well, we are a bunch of really
0: nice guys. <laughs> uh,
2: but Ionic, let's just clear the out. air, yeah. and just like, <laughs> the elephant in the room, yes. <laughs> nice guys. Nice. Yeah, quite <laughs> modest. Um, so Ionic came out of um, I guess I'll, I'll like jump back a bit. So our company, the company that builds Ionic, is called Drifty. And prior to Ionic, we had built some products uh, called Kodika and Jetstrap, which are visual interface builders uh, for uh, it was the jQuery Mobile framework and Twitter Bootstrap. And Kodika was like our our prime time uh, number one product that kind of catapulted us off of the ground and allowed us to leave our jobs. And um, like I said, jQuery mobile is what powered that product. And I think what we saw uh, from our our customers was a lot of people were trying to build hybrid apps. And this is back in like 2011, 2012. And um, that was something that surprised us. We thought a lot of people were going to be just building pure web apps using jQuery mobile. But they were actually trying to put their apps in the app stores. And they were coming to us saying, hey, we're really frustrated, there's a lot of things that we don't know how to do, um, you know, can you guys help us, like, make really awesome hybrid apps, we well? We, we, we can. Maybe there's something we can, like, do to, you know, make the experience even better for you. Um, not not dodging jQuery mobile, they have a great philosophy, um, but we felt maybe we could build something that also helped our customers build really, really great hybrid app experiences. And I think that's when we first started thinking about, well,
1: maybe we should build a framework that, that does that. Yeah, and, like, around the same time, uh, <clears throat> Angular was getting really popular. I think this was, like, mid-2013, and so I was playing around with it a little bit, and, like, Adam had messed around with it, and the directives kind of stood out to us, like, wow, we could take this, like, little directive tag and build, like, a complicated, like, tabs layout or something, and it just kind of blew yes. our minds like a little known secret is we kind of like picked up angular pretty 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 soon before we started building ionic uh, and once we dove in we were like yeah this is the future um, and it kind of just like went from there we just started looking at what native had and tried to like bring those concepts to like a web framework
3: i also think it's like was at the same time of you know iphone 5 being released and we were maxed the iphone 5 first yeah. and we started playing around with the side menu swipe gestures and we're just like wow this is actually yeah. Native like That's when we kind of had these epiphanies of, like, this isn't BlackBerry 4.7 anymore. This is actually a high-performing mobile app. So we felt, like, it was great timing. There really wasn't a SDK or a framework pulling these things off that we wanted to see that our customers were asking us for. Um, and we are seeing that the phones could now pull them off, so. Yeah.
1: yeah, and I think, like, with the side menu was our first demo, and we just kind of came to the conclusion that, like, if you did things in a very, like, uh, particular way and in, in Focus on like animations that were fast, using transforms, and not like thrashing the DOM. You could get a lot more performance. So it kind of felt like to us, like the web development, like you know, ecosystem hadn't caught on to some of those concepts yet, and we wanted to like focus on those concepts and put it in like a mobile framework to finally make it you know, fast enough. So
0: cool. and, and I know that uh, performance is one question you guys probably get all the time. Um, and so, yeah, it sounds like that's something that you think about a lot.
3: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> A lot is
3: an understatement. It's a huge reason we... If something takes a long time, it's probably because we're tweaking the performance again and again and again and iterating again and again until it's just a little bit better every time and it's finally and, up to our standard. And across an array of devices, too, What you went up with a couple of surprises. There's something that might be really performance on, like, an older phone suddenly, in some weird way, is awful on a new fast phone, yet, so. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the huge like pitfall of mobile development, is that you're largely building it in Chrome or Firefox. And it looks really like, wow, that was really smooth, really fast. You know, like let's check out my phone now. And that's when, like, oh, it's huge flickers. Everything's going slow. Can't use a box shadow. Yeah, can't use a box shadow in certain areas. So um, we've kind of developed from from ground one starting within the mobile browser, not trying to make a desktop app and squeezing it into a little phone, but starting at the phone first and making sure it the performs there first.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I think, like, some of it, too, is just the history of Android, specifically. Like, I mean, it's no secret that Android web performance is historically was just not there. And so it's always been something that we have we're doing a lot to make it much faster, but was a difficult period. Like, trying to get it fast enough uh, we made a ton of optimizations. We're like, hey, we shouldn't be using this you know little border or box shadow here. It's just killing performance. And like we didn't realize it for a while because you know some of those things are just like, oh, I'll just throw in a box shadow it looks nice, but you have to be really particular about it. So we've I think really leveled up like how how detailed we are, and there's a bunch of changes in the works coming to make Android specifically a lot faster.
0: Thank um, you guys, that's that's exciting. That's cool. Uh, sorry, did, did one of you have something you wanted to say?
3: Yeah, I was also just kind of pointing out that um, Crosswalk, being able to, you know, to um, bring modern Chromium builds into older Android devices, is a huge step forward. It's humongous. It's got to make it so you can have an Android 4. Basically, Android 4.x, it was really hard to make it fast just because of the browser. There's really no way to do really complicated things. But now we can have.
0: Huh, I hadn't heard about that. So it's it, is that like an app that people have to download, or or rather is it uh, like it's bundled with the app? If I if I were to build it and I ship it to an older phone, uh, would that be bundled with my app? Yes, it's bundled with modern Chromium. Basically. OK, cool. Nice. Um, so you guys obviously do a lot of work. Um, how on earth um, do you go home to your family and kids at night and say, Here's the money. Like, how do you take care of yourselves? <laughs> well, uh,
1: that's where the, the the wonderful investors come in. I love it. <laughs> but we we are like, you know, we we raise some money because we have this kind of big vision that we're going after, and, and the goal is, you know, we we want to just build this amazing like open source project that everyone can use. It's always going to be free. Um, it's Basically, we just want it to be the best way to build mobile apps if you're a web developer. So we ended up raising some money just to kind of give us more resources to do that, because it's a big problem, and we want time to, like, figure it out. Uh, And soon we're going to be releasing services that kind of augment the experience. Like, I look at, like, hybrid development, and we want to have the framework, but then also all these services that, like, you naturally need, like push notifications, analytics, like, marketing tools. And having, like, an ecosystem that, that actually focuses on hybrid developers, um, and then we'll kind of start to charge for that. So we will be releasing a few things in here, but, um, yeah, the framework itself is always going to be free, like, and it's, it's kind of the, the most important part of the whole system. So it's not just, like, a, a nice, like, you know, add-on to it. It's, like, the core of it, so.
0: That's great. So I will always be able to build uh, my apps for free. Is that what you're saying?
2: Yes, so we're saying,
0: oh, yes, yeah. yes. Good. That, um, that's an awesome contribution to the Angular community uh, and to your Ionic community as well. Um, and I, I'm sure that uh, many Ionic developers are, are looking forward to the services like push notifications and other things that you're gonna provide, because um, I'm sure those will be... Um, hi- well, I'm sure they already are highly needed, um, so looking forward to your future work there.
1: Yeah, just to add to that, like, I think... I think the thing that surprised surprised us is, like, hybrid developers had, they want to use web on mobile. Like, no one really cared about them for a while. I think it was just, like, it was kind of just, like, taboo to build hybrid apps. And because of that, like, you know, even something like push notifications, like, there's nothing really out there that's focused on that developer um, analytics. Like, they're all kind of focused on native developers, like iOS, if you're writing Objective-C. Um, so we kind of want to be the, the, you know the the support network for web developers building mobile apps. Um, that's like really important to us. There's some
3: things that we can do that they can't. With yeah, the live
1: updates. Yeah, and being on a web platform, you can do like like submit live updates to your app without resubmitting it. Like it's a dynamic platform. It actually gives you kind of a leg up. And, you know, <laughs> we have
3: power over the, the whole stack. We have power over the native stack, the UI stack. We have power over both the native phone and the web, which gives us more power than just having power with the native phone. and yeah, I always love to point out that, really, it's just a bunch of static files. I mean, it's not that complicated. It's CSS and
0: JavaScript. So being able to do some cool stuff with, with that power makes it pretty, pretty cool. Cool. Um, so what about uh, the your, your full on, Or actually, no, I did have another question. Um, so with, with these other services that you're planning on, um, on releasing, um, would a regular old, like, Cordova uh, developer or any um, mobile developer, would they be able to leverage these, or are these going to be, uh, like, pretty coupled to Ionic?
1: Um, I think they, yeah, they definitely will be, but, like, I think more it's it's the Angular focus. Like, like, A-B testing is gonna be really fun because it's gonna use Angular uh, in ways that, like, I don't think people have really seen before, and, like, so that's kind of... Yeah, you could use it without using Angular, but they definitely aren't going to require Ionic, specifically. Um, maybe here and there they
0: might, but, uh, but yeah, anyone can use it. Cool. Awesome. So what's the, the philosophy, uh, the, the core driving philosophy on how Ionic works? Like, if, let's say that I'm a new Ionic developer, uh, what are some of the, like, very important things that I need to learn? So that I can be effective.
3: <laughs> I, um, so, so the question is, um, you're new to Ionic and you want to build an app. What do, you need do? what do you need to know? you
0: need to know. Actually, uh, this, really quick, this this is very applicable because my father-in-law just uh, um, told me that he wants to build a mobile app. Um, just for the fun of it, like he, he's coded like years and years ago, um, but not he's like in education. Um, so I was like, well, check out Ionic. Like, it's pretty <laughs> easy. Just throw a couple HTML tags on there, you got your tabs and whatever. Yeah. Um, but what what would you uh, tell to somebody like him aside from learn how to program, learn JavaScript? Um, yeah. But what about uh, Ionic specifically?
3: Well, what I what I love hearing about the community, how often do me hear like, oh, I learned Angular through Ionic, and I've got my mobile app, that's you know, it's already been published within one week. So so I'm kind of proud of the fact that all the, the effort we put in to make things
0: simple and easy to learn, yeah. um, because it can get very
3: complicated very fast, right? If you look at the divs and the, the JavaScript and the CSS behind a side menu, it's extremely complicated, and also to make performer performant on every platform. But if you look at what you have to write, it's, you know, Ion side menu, and you put your content inside of it. And then our, our directives and services take care of how it all works. So um, I think it's a it's really easy to get into Ionic and understand what's it's doing. It's like oh, I want a side menu here, so let's put a couple divs, put a couple elements right here, and, and all of a sudden it takes care of the magic for you. Um, and that kind of follows the same pattern of, of like native SDKs of iOS and Android. I mean, there's a lot of um, under the hood stuff going on of how a side menu works, and that's all part of the SDK. Uh, so that's also what we're bringing to the web is um, taking care of those like those challenging side of things. So so really to, I mean to answer your question if you go to our getting started page, um, just go through those handful of steps and I, I also love watching people when they first build their, their first app and they see the simulator. later. And they're like, so that's a real app. It's like yeah, yeah that's that's an app now. If you could sell this in the Play Store <laughs> the the uh, as, I mean just remember it's just a website that talks to your phone at the end of the day yeah.
0: which,
3: which is, is why it's so that simple. simple. Yeah. I, th-
2: I think, like branching off that, with like our core driving <laughs> philosophy, I think we all like are super passionate about <clears throat> and peek out over taking complicated, seemingly complicated concepts, and distilling them down into really simple, uh, like accessible pathways to building like an app in this case. Um, and that's something that like drives almost every decision we make. Is this easy? Does this make sense? Is this like systemizable too?
3: That's to how is it.
2: Yeah. Can you customize this easily? Uh, like if the experience is poor then we've done a bad job.
3: And if we feel like
2: it would be difficult for us to use, then it's not ready for, for prompt time. And like Andrew said, like, you know, we, we just like slave over performance, but we also like spend a lot of time making whatever it is that we put out easy to use and enjoyable to use. And and I think the reason that we're like that is because we want the people who use Ionic and who use our products to just be awesome with it, to be successful when they use it. Um, if we make it hard to use, we haven't done our job, and we probably won't put anything out. Hopefully, that's really hard to use. because
3: if we, we do, do, we'll make it easy to use. <laughs> yeah, we <I> would, right?
2: <laughs> I mean, Collection <laughs> Repeat is a perfect example. Yeah. Um it was a really complicated idea and concept that um, Andrew worked a lot, really hard on, and, and distilled a lot of those ideas, a lot of it came from native, into this what we call a collection repeat, and over time we've iterated on, on it and made it simpler and faster and simpler and you just talk about that recently in the blog posts. Yeah.
3: yeah. Well like with your father, some of our best success or some of my favorite success stories are somebody who's you know been in a completely different industry or they're not really programming mm-hmm. and they just have some basic like understanding and that those people can put together a minimum viable product is cool. But then you can take that and you could there's it, You're not watered down, like, you can make it a very complicated and sophisticated app, too. But just that extremely low barrier to entry is great. And people have said, like, well, I don't know Angular, so, you know, I don't really know how to use Ionic. And it's usually, like, well, you don't need to know Angular. Um, Because, like, all of our starter templates explain exactly what's going on. Like, there's comments throughout everything, like, okay, this controller is talking to this. And so that's how, like, again, like, I'm proud of the fact that people say that they learned Angular through Ionic because we're helping them actually build a practical thing, not just like, oh, here's a starter, or here's a to-do, <laughs> to-do app that really doesn't, you know, teach me. You have you have a purpose of an app you want to build, and now you can learn it and build an actual app.
2: And we probably need to move on to other questions with one last <laughs> comment I want to make on
3: that. Because we
2: really do think about a lot of this stuff is, um, for people getting started, we care about there being a great community and support network for people. And it's one of the reasons why, you know, if, you, if you're getting started with Ionic and you're new to it and you go to our forum, you're going to see us around there. You're going to see Mike on there helping you out uh, or pushing you in the right direction and making sure that you are successful with Ionic. Uh, and there's also just a fantastic community there already as it is that will help you if you, you know, need help. Um, and that's something that I think we're, we're all really, really proud of. Thank huge, you for. Huge thanks to Mike,
4: too.
3: He's really helped grow that team. Yeah, so. yeah I,
4: spend, I spend, like, most of my most of my days just, like, on there going through questions and responding back to people, so it's really great to see, like, some people, uh, like, like you guys to say, you know, some people say, hey, I don't know how to do this in Angular, or I didn't even know Angular to begin with, but I'm going to be learning it as I'm doing my Ionic, de- my Ionic development, so.
0: Right. I, I think that's one thing that I really admire about um, what I've seen with with you guys is, um, like, you have a very strong community and, like, I just think that's awesome that you can even say, like, Ionic community. Um, so, like, kudos to you guys for um, for being able to build a community around uh, your open source uh, project. That's, that's way awesome. And then um, I think a lot of that does have to do with the efforts that you put into uh, making the community friendly and helpful um, and, and being helpful to uh, to newcomers, and, and also like obviously, uh, to be able to build a community, it, it's very important for your um, project to be simple, and uh, that's what I've seen. Um, also, like I'm just gonna keep throwing compliments at you guys, but like <laughs> your, um, your documentation um, and like it, it's. Super good. Uh, I'm, I'm way impressed you have examples for everything. Um, I, I feel like it's very simple to grok. Um, like, how do I use this thing? Um, and it's only going to get better, because if I understand it right, Egghead is working on a whole series of lessons for Ionic as well, so um, everybody look forward to that. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be way cool. So and, and then also, like, I just got to throw this out there. Um, ben, I am always... Like, really surprised, or not surprised, but like impressed by your design capabilities. I think Ionic, like the website and like everything you put out is just awesome. So, a high five um, for, uh, for building or for designing pretty slick looking stuff.
3: Ben's our secret weapon, I guess, yes. in the open source community.
0: You know, a lot of people can write code, but not very pretty, pretty. So, well, thank it's you. All yeah. High five. Awesome. Um, so, what, uh, what are you guys working on right now um, to that like spoiler alert um, but what do you want to or, or what are you working on that you're excited about um, to give to the ionic community? well
1: we, we flew in Andrew this week and we've been talking almost all day every day about angular 2 and ionic 2 so uh, it's this a thing, thing. It's yeah definitely a thing we think gonna happen. We've been going through everything that we did you know, all the decisions we made, design decisions, uh, you know, coding decisions and we're reevaluating it, you know, documentation, everything. So we are like I'm super super excited about it. I wanna like <laughs> I wanna start using using this like today. <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh yeah, like all the work we're putting in right now, I think this year year that we've had of experience of realizing as we built the framework of like, well we should have done it this way, we should have done it this way. then iteration two of kind of a rework is going to be Pretty, be pretty awesome. Cool. I'm like, yeah. yeah. See, Ionic 1 is great, but it's crazy because there really are problems with it. It's still, it's, there really are problems that we can fix. There's so many ways that we can improve it and make it better. Mm-hmm. And Ionic 2 is just a chance to learn all the lessons where we, we didn't see something or we didn't support something. Faster, too. Angular 2 is going to help a lot. Yeah. absolutely yeah. Yeah. about Angular
0: 2. Yeah, I, I'm super stoked about the performance uh, gains in Angular 2 as well. Um, so, because you guys uh, are an abstraction on top of Angular in many ways, um, I'm expecting that. Hope well. I don't know. Um, maybe this is more of a question, but uh, and maybe an unanswerable question at this point. But what do you expect the migration strategy to be for Ionic apps? Thank you.
3: Did talk on this? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, a lot of our components will have the same name. <laughs>
2: And somewhat,
3: somewhat. Um, we are still thinking about it. That's <laughs> yeah, my answer.
1: I think. Yeah, I think we we're want. Just, to... We're still
3: just starting to plan out how Ionic two will work. Like and we we want it to be a smooth upgrade, yes. and I think, I
1: think we will either have like a way to like programmatically do it, or just documentation that explains it, and try to keep as much the same as possible. I mean, that's a nice thing about like you know, it's, like, keeping things under directives because you can just change the underlying implementation, um, but I think, fundamentally, it's going to be a change, and yeah. I think it's good that—I think I think mobile is a really good place to make those changes <clears throat> because there's a lot of, like, new development going on. So that's why I think, like, when Angular 2 was announced, the the cost of moving to Angular 2, I think, is actually lower than the cost of, like, moving to Rails if you were using, like, you know, Python on the server. Because generally, you're just like building new things. You don't need to change your old stuff. Um, and the front end just makes it really easy to add like new technology. So mobile's going to be really good for that. People are building new apps all the time. Um, and we'll just work really hard to get people upgraded. And they'll want to upgrade, because it's going to be so much better. No.
0: That's great. Good luck, guys, on, uh, on your discussions on trying to make that uh, Ionic 2 that much better. Uh, that That's going to be sweet.
3: But I, I also do want to say that we're
0: probably going to, or we are
3: going to continue to support you know, version 1 as long as Angular 1 is supported. So I don't want everyone to think that we're disobeying it and throwing it away. Yes. Um, we still have you know, full-time community support on that, so don't be afraid of that.
0: Great. Yeah, that's good to hear, too. Thanks for mentioning that.
3: Supporting the community.
0: I think we missed that. What did you say?
3: Uh, we're
1: supporting the community, <laughs> not community support. We're not gonna like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll
0: have people... Take this, community. <laughs> nice. Um, good, that's that's great. So what about... Uh, can, can you give me any examples of Ionic apps um, that I might know or um, uh, some apps that are out in the App Store that are, like, have impressed you guys um, in using the Ionic framework?
1: So Swerkit is, is a real big one.
0: Yeah, talk about that. Yeah, so Swerkit is awesome. We actually featured that one
2: in the Ionic show, and basically, it's a like um, it's like a fitness personal fitness app. It's like trying to build a personal trainer, turn it into an app that tells you what to do, use your own body weight, and you pick different like uh, workout routines through it, and it kind of just like goes through the whole workout for you and with you. It's so 100% Ionic, built on iOS, Android. Uh, Amazon,
1: yeah, yeah. and uh, I think they've been featured in every single store.
2: <laughs> yeah, featured in every single app store. That's wow. It's, it's
1: awesome.
2: great. And I think I mean,
1: they have, I don't know if we can say how many users, it, but it's a lot of users. Yeah, it's tons, like millions of installs. Um, and I think, like, I like I like them as an example because it just goes to show that, like, clearly hybrid apps are good enough that Apple even will feature them, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to think. Another one is uh, Malzi. Yeah. Wellsy's a
2: great one uh, out of the UK. It's like a shopping app for clothing. It's kind of like a you like, swipe through different items of clothing and like the ones that you think you might like and you can like
3: find a way to purchase it. And a song hop. Is- it's like kind of like Tinder for music. Oh, yeah. You choose a genre and you swipe if you like the song or don't like the song, It's yeah. related songs.
2: It's like Tinder for, for songs, yeah. but it's like connected to your Spotify account, so every song that you like. It
1: builds a little, like, playlist in your Spotify, and it's actually pretty cool. And then one I was most proud of was the Electronic Frontier Foundation built an app with Ionic, which was awesome because they've been, like, a huge—I've been a huge fan of them, so um, pretty sweet. We actually have a lot of apps, a
2: lot of our favorite apps, uh, highlighted on our Showcase page, which you can just get to from from the homepage of ionicfavorite.com. I think it's slash showcase. Showcase. Or showcase. Uh-huh. And there's a link
3: on the homepage as yeah. well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll put links in uh, the show notes as well. So, um, yeah, that's awesome. That that's way impressive. Featured on all stores, like it's kind of a big deal. Ionic is is for real.
3: Yeah. But I, <laughs> what, I about, what I love about the one is uh, I gave a talk a couple weeks ago and I explained uh, the one um, the it. And after the talk, someone came up to me. He's like, I actually had that on my phone. I had no idea that was an ionic. <laughs> I was like, ah.
0: no, that's my goal. We don't want you to know. That. Yeah. You've been unlocked, dude. <laughs> that's, that's cool, and it's only going to get better with Angular 2 and Ionic 2. Oh so. yeah, a lot better. That's cool. Um, awesome. So, what, let's let's really quickly uh, take a stroll down the competing frameworks road. Um, what, uh, like, obviously, many of us know um, or are familiar with these competing frameworks. So, you have React Native, Native Scripts. Um, do you guys know? I don't even know. Of any other um, competing frameworks, but if you you know. But I'd just be interested to hear about how these others uh, fit into the picture.
1: Yeah, so uh, React Native and NativeScript are super cool. Like, um, I think when, when React Native was announced, I was just kind of super impressed by how, like, elegant it was. Like, you have this really simple kind of abstraction over UI, and, you know, I could just see the thought process behind it when they just finally had a realization where they're like, well, you don't have to use the DOM. We could have, like, you know, native views underneath. And, like, that's probably, like, I think that's my favorite part about it. I think, you know, native script is also, you know, really cool. Um, I, we, we love both of them. I think fundamentally the, the approach in the, in the, like, long-term vision is just different. Like, those aren't web platforms. And they're, even though they use JavaScript, that's kind of where, like, the similarities end. We are really focused on, you know, empowering the web stack that most people know, like HTML5, JavaScript, CSS. You know, your whole team can work on it. Designers can, you know, write CSS um, in a very natural way. Like we want that platform to win. So it's kind of like a different vision, and we think, um, you know, they're going to be really popular, and we want to support them and you know, potentially have our services work with them if it makes sense. But we. Uh, just see it a little bit of the departure from you know the big vision that we have. Like we're focused on the web. We think the web will win. The standards will win. Uh, but it's going to take time. Like we want to be a leader in making it happen. So, um, the long haul. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We're betting on the web. And then and then also like Angular. I think uh, I think you know React is great, but like Angular is is you know kind of a, a dominating force right now. And Angular two, um, I was a little bit worried would kind of like fall flat on its face, but after ngConf and after playing with it, like I'm just so convinced that it's just going to accelerate like the growth of Angular. So um, we're betting on Angular. We have fun with it. The community is awesome.
3: Um, and that's that's what we're going to focus on. Yeah, and what I love about Angular, too, is it really focuses on the web standard. It's not making up new terms and making up these new things that you have to learn. It's really just you know augmenting or making the, the DOM and the, the actual web platform a lot better than building large scale apps. I
2: think you were the one who tweeted something like, it's, it looks less like a framework. More yeah,
3: it's not like really a framework. framework, it's a library to enhance, you know, HTML. Which is awesome. And, then, and that's why I, like, that's why we get really love, you know, the, the future of this all. It's like we're not kind of inventing a standard for 2015. We're embracing the standards that everyone already knows and loves and will continue to be here 20 years down the road, so. And then also on that note, like, we, and this is
1: maybe a little bit too early to mention, but, we're not just thinking about just you know the native environment you know we have people constantly ask us like how can they break out a bit and do you know multi format displays all this stuff so the web the web platform gives us a little more agility if we want to go down that route,
2: which we won't say anything
1: more about
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess ask. you're there. <laughs> Cool. I I think that's a, a good response. I'm also very impressed with React Native. Um, it, it's certainly a, a different approach to to the problem, um, and React kind of that, that's kind of their their game. A different approach to all the problems, um, and and they do some very impressive stuff. Um, but uh, I I agree that I want the web to win, um, and I, I think that it will. Um, and and by um, kind of tying yourself to the web ship. Um, I think that you'll win too, so. <laughs>
2: awesome.
0: So is there, um, I, I think we're uh, about winding, winding down, but uh, is there anything else that you guys wanted to uh, to talk about uh, before we get into some of these questions that, uh, uh, that people have asked?
2: Since we have a, a slight stage here,
0: <clears throat> I do want to just say
2: from all of us like how Incredibly humbled and thankful we are to our community. Um, we just we love the community. We love all of these ionic uh, groups that are, are forming all on their own all over the world. And and, and on top of that, the Angular Community. It's just it's a fabulous world to exist in. And the um, very
1: fact that we're doing this show, Angry Community. I think there's just something right. special about it. Like I, I you know comparing it to other communities, it's so tight knit, but it's so big.
3: Uh, yes. I just, I, I love the Angular awesome. And the yeah. Angular team, I mean, huge thanks yeah. to yeah. them. We've, we've had numerous, you know, one-on-one conversations with them, they've helped us out, they've been helping us out with Ionic 2 already, um, so it's, it's great to be actually talking yeah. to these guys and they, giving us suggestions and, and giving them feedback. And they're so transparent, which I think is really refreshing,
1: um, and you don't see that from a lot of other teams, but like, you ask them what their plans are, they'll tell you. Like, they really just want to make Angular awesome, and they're not afraid to, like, you know, upset a few people. Already, yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> I've always compared it to like the old, uh, clubs in California.
3: Like, uh, there's a bunch of people that are all together, and they're all kind of excited about something. They didn't really know how it was going to play out, but they just knew that something awesome was starting at the beginning, and they're always excited to be part of. It. Yeah, I think Angular 2 definitely feels like that. Very collaborative right now, which, yeah. is, which is great.
0: Yeah, uh, I I noticed actually they they are so open um, that I was looking at their weekly meeting notes. And uh, they mentioned that um, you guys are one of the groups that they want to support um, personally for uh, upgrading to Angular 2, so kudos to you guys, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah they've, we're and
3: they've been great so far, so it's, it's, it's awesome. It's like kind of an honor to get assistance from them, from the source,
2: so. Yeah. We're gonna have a good, uh, a good uh, helping hand in our building of Ionic 2 alongside Angular 2. So um, probably don't, shouldn't say too much now, but it's gonna be just epic.
1: So <laughs> don't
3: go to <good> those
0: <laughs> It's gonna be okay. No pressure, <laughs> Toby. <It'll be. laughs> <laughs> so I when when they announced um, Angular two at ng Europe, um, they mentioned that they wanted um, Angular two to be mobile friendly. So I like I see that um, being consistent with uh, wanting to make sure that they get feedback from you guys, who are kind of the Angular mobile experts, uh, so that you can kind of help direct the uh, where Angular 2 is going. So I, I think that's very valuable.
3: Yeah, and it, it's really cool. I've um, also been doing a lot of research in, like, web workers and uh, messing around with the UI thread. and So it's not really just kind of one in the same doing another framework. It's kind of coming up with new ideas and testing limits, especially with the new devices and what the new uh, APIs that are available now. Yeah. Yeah. And were worked there you know, three years ago. Or six one months years. ago. I
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> so worked <out> there yesterday. <laughs>
3: Which is another thing that's great timing because, you know, you see how fast iOS updates itself. Everyone's got an iOS phone. They, they update their phone within days. So iPhone users, iPad users, they always have the latest and greatest, which is great for hybrid app development. And now, um, since Android uh, 5.0, it's self-updated, you have yeah. the most modern Chrome. So this is something that wasn't possible two years ago, yeah. a year ago, so. And we can bundle modern Chrome in old Androids that and works Android too. Yeah, we have
1: way too much cruft in Ionic for, like, iOS 6. You know, we just
0: don't need that anymore. It's gonna be very liberating. Oh, that's awesome. Cool guys. Well, um, before we get into the questions, um, my wife had a good suggestion for me for this show. Um, and it is everyone that I bring onto the show, I want to ask um, for a tip for a brand new programmer. It doesn't have to be angular related necessarily. Just well um, yeah, just give me your tips on uh, uh, software development in general. So I, I didn't warn you. So if you want to like pass and tweet it later, that's okay. Um, but uh, yeah, go ahead and think about it real quick. Okay. I know
3: when I get asked this, it's immediately give yourself a project. Like yes. give yourself something practical to do. Like I want to build a mobile app to track where my cat went today. You know, just something something stupid <laughs> but actual. App. <laughs> <That> sounds awesome. Yes. <laughs> Focus. I, I can can use, use that. App. There's a lot to learn. Pick one thing. Don't pick three things. Don't be overwhelmed. Just pick one thing, learn it, and do it practically with an actual project like Adam said. That's how I learn. That's how. Everyone, that's how this is the best way to learn. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I think, like, don't be, like, so focused on memorizing stuff. Like, just expose yourself to things, and then later on you'll be like, oh, that makes sense. Now I now I get it. Better
3: better that's is how it works. Yeah. Albert yeah. yeah. Einstein, <laughs> never memorize what you can look up in a book. That's there you go. <laughs> well, quote it.
2: Or documentation (laughs)
0: now,
3: or or Google. He also had Google, but
0: you didn't know. The world is your oyster with Google. (laughs) Awesome. Anybody else have any uh, beginner programming tips? Mike.
4: Um, I
0: think whatever
4: you do, make sure that you know like your editor really well, because if it's like a repetitive task or something chances are that, you know, if you're using, like, Sublime, WebStorm, or even Vim, that it'll probably be there to hold your hand and help you out with anything. Use, awesome. them. <laughs> Use Vim. Use Vim, too. Before the
1: so so you
3: go, first, then script, then JavaScript.
0: <laughs> we're not going to get into an editor war. <laughs> this
3: is well, I'll
1: win. Adam, Oh yeah,
0: yeah, 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 Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Let's get into some of these All questions. Right, don't
3: worry yeah. about the editor. Worry about programming and
0: then the Yeah. Plus one to that. Um, and, and I totally agree with you guys, uh, especially uh, Andrew. Your point about not uh, not being overwhelmed, just like focus on one thing, learn one one thing. Like there are so many options. Like, and, and not only just. Like, even inside of the JavaScript community and, like, if we just take a segment of the build system stuff, like, there are so many different choices. You have Gulp and Grunt and Broccoli and Webpack and Browserify and, like, it's just, it's wild. And um, you can definitely get yourself into a, um, like, analysis paralysis situation where you're just, like, totally dead in the water um, intimidated by all the things that you have you have to learn. So, good tips, guys. Thank you. So let's go ahead and look at, uh, we, we have a couple of questions here, um, and uh, then that'll be it. I'll give you guys another chance to say whatever you want to say, as long as it's nice. <laughs> so, which, of course, it will be. Um, so this first one is from Olivier Combe. Um, he, he said, once Ionic 2.0 is out using Angular 2, will you stop working on Ionic 1.x for Angular 1? We already talked about this, but is there anything else you want to add about that?
1: Um, I, think, I think I'll think i add that, like, we we see Ionic 2 as a natural progression of the framework, so you know, at the end of the day, yes, like, eventually Ionic 2 will be what we push and what we support, and that's just how software works. I think, like, if you look at any other framework, like Android, iOS, you're using the newest SDK. Like, the old ones still work, uh, but you'll find that the community has kind of moved on. So once the community has kind of moved on... and and we have like a transition period then we'll be putting all our energy into it too but but in the meantime like we're definitely going to support it and we'll keep fixing on it fixing it improving it like we're going to be releasing like new versions here with you know new features so we we've got you know a lot of a lot of
3: power on it right now we just released RC1 this morning right
2: oh, yeah, RC's yesterday, yesterday, yeah. yesterday morning
3: yesterday morning yeah no, i think the English team put the best when they said that that really we're going to be tracking Um, What we put our efforts as far as by where people are excited about, so that really puts the incentive on us to make Ionic Two really exciting and something that people will want to migrate to, so that then we will our support will
1: follow that attention. Yeah, I think we'll we'll do use a data driven approach to figure out what's more successful.
0: Awesome, that sounds reasonable to me. Sorry, does somebody want to say something?
3: No, no, it's fine.
0: Okay. (laughs) Okay, great. So, next question is from Jeff Welpley. Uh, and this one's specifically for Mike. Um, so, I don't know, maybe you've, you've had a conversation about this. Um, <laughs> but he said, Why can't I use less instead of SAS?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> is this an, like, an inside joke that nobody Wait,
4: else how is here?
2: Like? the jackpot. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, yeah, there was like a really old thread on the forum. <laughs> a lot of support. People <laughs> wanting, you know, can I use Ionic uh, dot less instead of, you know, c- uh, SAS or anything? So that's an inside joke between me and him. He was like, "Well, well why does it matter?" Oh man. Uh, well, <laughs>
0: Jeff is a big troll. Uh.
1: <laughs> it is a valid question, and people ask this. It and like.
0: Yeah, that is a good question. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: In our response is that like we like, like the color pink. Well, I mean like it doesn't <laughs> SAS is great. A lot of people use it. It works well. It's very similar to CSS. Like just just pick what works best, like the one that's most supported, that's what we're gonna do. Like we yeah. we wanna pick one thing, have documentation on it, and have it be the most supported, and that's SAS. Like it's
3: great, like you know, we love the, the project, yeah. kind of, like, time. Yeah, like so we pick one that we saw more. Yeah, they're SAS. very equivalent, so we pick SAS. You can't compile SAS to less. So we can't distribute
0: less without rewriting our SAS,
3: so we save our SAS. Pretty simple. Yep. Yeah, what just
0: write your your own framework that compiles down yeah. to both. Disgusted. discussed less SAS
3: less
1: Or
0: just <laughs> ah, ice. Right. That's and perfect.
3: File sheet. Ice. 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 Okay. Yeah. We do have, like, a running bet, though, because, like, every time there's a meetup or a workshop or something where we open it up to, like, Q&A, like every single time that somebody asked that question. Yeah. And, and if we were the exact opposite, it'd be the same. If we yeah, said, SAS L, is L, actually or slightly more popular than less, so it's a good choice. So <laughs> I feel feature set, it's a wash. They're both great. right? So we picked one, so we did. Except SAS has maps an and less <laughs> does <laughs> And tweet me if I'm wrong. As far as I know, I'm right. right. We beat that one. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, no, no, all,
2: all of these, all these answers are fun, but really, the real reason is that. We really like
0: the color pink. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, that makes sense. Awesome. So um, this is also a question you will likely not be able to answer um, at this point, but uh, when will Ionic 2.0 be... uh, Wait. When will Ionic 2.0 using Angular 2 be released? He's got a winky face. This is from Jeff Welpley as well.
3: (laughs) ASAP. Tomorrow. Once it's ready. (laughs) (laughs) We're actually pushing the release right now.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. Let me go get on that right now.
3: Well, I mean, the source of it all is Angular 2, and Angular 2, the team has gone at length describing that there is no release date. Yeah. Um It's going to be ready when it's ready. Um, so we're kind of going along the same path because we're dependent on Angular 2, but we are working in parallel with them at the same time. So um, yeah. we'd like to release ours near the same time as when Angular 2 Yep.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And um, are, is are you going to have, like, a... An open source repo as you're developing that as well? Is it going to be, like, a different repository than the current Ionic uh, repository?
1: I think once we get to a point where we actually have uh, something working and made some decisions that are, like, going to stick around, which we're doing right now, then, then we then we might. Like, we, we definitely want to work in the open eventually. Like, we don't want to just say, hey, it's ready or, like, hey, we're launching. Like, we don't want to launch it. Like, I think that that's never worked in the past. It, it's just a bad strategy. So um, I think... We'll, once we feel comfortable, uh, we'll start rolling you know, access out. And that's exactly
3: what we did with Ionic One too. You know, we built it for a little bit, then released it, in, and then got lots of feedback. So yeah. we so. accidentally got popular with yeah. Ionic One. Somebody Hacker yeah, <laughs> News, and
2: we were ready. But Remember, yeah. Yeah, someone found our website and posted it to uh, HN.
3: Uh, that was a November nineteenth, I recall. Was it? Yeah, no, we <laughs> showed up it was to a work scary Friday morning. <laughs> It does not work, and I we're around the um, number one on Hack News, and we we didn't have it prepared. I mean, we didn't. We had these claims about how great it was, and everything. But it wasn't there yet. So, got got started. Started. hey, it worked, out. Yeah, it worked yeah.
2: out.
0: yeah, yeah, That's that's always the biggest fear. Is like you're you've got a work in progress library, and then it gets released a, out in the wild, and and then when it's actually released, you're like, yeah, this is the thing you heard about earlier, but it's it's better. But I it was not gonna crash now. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. I think that's all the questions that we have time for. Um, so I'll just go ahead and wrap up before I, I go into like closing announcements and stuff. Is there anything else that you guys want to um, want to say to the developer community? Thank you. Thank
1: okay. you. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Thanks. You're
0: yeah, awesome. Awesome. Okay. So I'll I'll just give a couple of closing announcements. Uh, <laughs> just remember, um, we have uh, our next show is in a week with Jason Debris who's uh, built. Uh, JS Data and Angular Cache, Angular Data. Um, he's got a couple libraries, and, and we're gonna be talking about developing open source libraries for Angular. Um, and then make sure to follow us on Twitter and Google+, to get updates on uh, the latest stuff. And uh, feel free to go to the website ng-air.github.io so that you can get all of the um, like updates and, and everything there as well, and, and ask questions for our guests So um, with that, I think we'll uh, say goodbye. So thanks, guys, for coming. Really appreciate it.
3: Thank you. Au revoir. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Later.